Hey, I'm Daniel, a political activist and campaigner turned management consultant turned coach. And this is PolitikWise, the podcast where politics meets personal development. Let's face it, it's easy to criticize those in politics. But being in politics is not an easy ride. And yet for many who make the leap, it's worth it. They can make a real difference. So how can we have both? How can we make a difference while at the same time showing up as the best version of ourselves? It's a question that's been with me for the last 20 years. First, when I started out as an activist leading an NGO, then when I did a PhD in politics, and later when I quit my job in consulting to help build up a political movement and run an election campaign. And today, as I coach young leaders who want to make a difference while staying true to themselves. I know the answers are out there, so join me on this podcast. We'll hear from political leaders, from psychologists, neuroscientists, philosophers about their findings and experiences. And together, we learn about the ideas, mindsets, and tools of wise people in politics and beyond. Let's go. My guest today is someone who's been both a political candidate for European elections twice, once for the European Parliament in 2019 and then for the German Bundestag in 2021. And she's also been a campaign manager and someone active in the board of a party, so helping build up the movement and uh, being responsible for the political direction of the movement. Uh, she's been active in the party Volt Europa And I've been working with her quite closely together over the last years. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. My guest today is Caroline Flor. Welcome. Welcome, Caro. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I've looked forward to this for a long time since you started this podcast that we were going to do an episode. I'm really grateful. And I've had you in the back of my mind for a long time since, you know, sometimes I would be talking about the 2019 European elections that I had the privilege of managing with you and with Toby. And yeah. I, I might have mentioned your names uh, in the past, but never, never had the chance to do this uh, podcast. So, and, and the reason, Caro, I wanted also to talk with you is because back then, while I was solely focusing on the campaign as a campaign yeah. manager you were both a campaign manager together with me as well as a candidate mm -hmm. and and somehow you you chose to do to do both of these things and yeah <laughs> and i just like perhaps start there you know what what what, what was your thinking doing both of these things mm -hmm. what was your experience there and perhaps what were the, the key differences that you experienced between being being a candidate and being a campaign manager. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I have to start with my story of self or how I came to vote because then it maybe explains how I got into to do both yeah. those things at the same time. I came across Vault, I think, in the summer. No, actually, at the end of 2017. And I met a girl in Kenya. She was a part of the... Um, part of the organization from the very beginning of the movement. She uh, continuously over um, the course of the year, uh, yeah, going into 2018 and towards the end of 2018, invited me to vote meets and vote meetings. And um, I think it was in, yeah, in the fall of 2018, she said, why don't you come along to Amsterdam and join us at our GA, at our General Assembly? And I said, okay, why not? I studied in the Netherlands, so I thought it was a good opportunity also to visit friends. 
And I was so inspired by everyone. And I was kind of like a quiet observer. And everyone that knows me knows me that I'm not that easily intimidated or that I'm not that quiet. <laughs> But that weekend, I think I just kind of uh, was so in awe of everyone that I kind of standing at the back of the room and uh, looking at everyone and seeing what they were doing. I was so inspired by the movement, by the people. And then a couple of weeks later, there was the General Assembly in the Parteitag in Germany, in Berlin. And after my initial trip to Amsterdam, I decided, okay, I'm going to uh, sign up for this. This is amazing. I want to be part of this. And um, and then I, I spontaneously went to a, to a Berlin meeting and became a party member within a few days. Back then, it was still possible <laughs> to yeah. become a party member that quickly. And then I was at the Parteitag and I thought, you know, I have a lot of time. I was in a time in my life where I think personally I was a bit lost and I was a bit overwhelmed with what I was doing um, uh, with the rest of my time. I was, I had a small business and I was kind of like, what do I, I have a lot of time on my hands. Why don't I just run as a candidate? You know, why don't I just give it a shot? And I, I, I sometimes I look back towards myself and what I was thinking at the time. And I'm kind of proud of that. I did that. I think, I, I think now with the experience that I've had, I don't know if I would have done it the same way. Um, and if I would have just run like that, um, and yeah, I signed up to be candidate the, the, the day before the candidates were elected, um, and no one really knew me. And then I just, uh, yeah, ran and, um, got placed on, on the list. And then, um, I started in a knowing, really, in a really yeah. good position yeah, on, on yeah. the list. Yeah. yeah. So it must have been your speech because, you know, a <laughs> few people knowing you. And, uh, so you must must have been. Um, but you said so you, you're proud of yeah. being so spontaneous about it, of yeah. just go, going for it. Or, or what, yeah. what was it? I think I think that was really the drive that I had at the start kept me going. And I think that the fact that I was also a bit naive um, and not as disillusioned and disenchanted by politics in general, kind of gave me such courage to just go for it and just be like, what do I have to lose? You know, these, mm. this is a great cause. And I really believed in the cause. And I thought, you know, then I don't just run. I'm, I, I guess I'm good at communicating or at speaking. Yeah. And uh, I just was so, it was, you were, yeah, I don't know. We were so, in such a bubble of being inspired by each other um, the entire time that I just went for it. And I'm, Yeah, I think I'm really proud of myself and the kind of like the confidence that I had to do that. Mm -hmm. Now knowing what that what that role also entails and what politics entails, I don't know if I would have done it that easily again, you know. Yeah. And so that's yeah. why I'm kind of proud of 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 me um, being that naive and idealistic, I guess. <laughs> that's super interesting because it's also like this curse. Uh, uh, curse of knowledge, right? So if you yeah. if you'd known all of these things, you know. Yeah. And maybe it would have been a much diff more difficult decision for you to take. Yeah, that's what also what I thought about today a, a lot. You sent me a message to prepare me for the podcast, saying what 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 do you wish you would have known before going into mm. it all? And I've really thought about it the entire day, and I thought I I think I I don't wish I would have known anything. Yeah. I think I would have just done it, the, or just yeah, just been as idealistic as I was. And I remember my mom being so, or I think my parents' generation, or there are a lot of people that are very disenchanted by politics and I just have a very negative view of it. And I didn't really see it as a typical political party. And I didn't see it as, I just saw myself as being part of a movement and really standing up for a cause. And 
standing up for what's right, I guess. Even that sounds ridiculous. But I think in the moment, I thought it was the, the right thing to do. And my mom said, don't go into politics. It's going to ruin your idealism. I'm just glad that I didn't lose it yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that I... Uh, that I had that idealism and that I wasn't so, yeah, that I was so idealistic about it and just a bit naive about it all. Um, yeah. I think that's what really drives you to do a lot of things, just uh, just going for things, you know? Yeah. And you may have, may have come to a different decision then, right? Like, uh, you know, talking to more people and more people telling you, hey, you know, uh, have you really thought of, <laughs> of this? And all these, I don't know, the pro-con list, like a rational approach to making a decision. Yeah may have yeah. perhaps gone into a very different direction yeah but I, but i think it's it's it's, it's how a, lo a lot of us were back then right um mm -hmm. really enthusiasm driving a lot of decision making as well um just going for it totally i think also that i'm i mean the people around me were really supportive i had a very close friend uh she Uh, works for the Greens now <laughs> in Berlin, mm. and she, uh, we were always very political, and we uh, had a very close friendship that was kind of also uh, that, or politics kind of bonded us as well. Um, and she was the person I called, asking her, do you, "Should I do this?" And she was like, "Of course, go for it! Like this is amazing." And uh, my parents were really supportive, and it was such a yeah spontaneous thing, and they just uh, trust me. And I think yeah, the people around me just trusted me, and I think that also helps. You know, not talking to too many people, but having a support system around you that just says, you know, if you believe this is the right thing and um, we support you no matter what, you know, I think that's really, yeah. really, really healthy thing to have. Yeah. And and as a, as a podcast host, my responsibility is to make to make a few links here, because what you're just saying, Caro, is something that Valerie in the very first episode said yeah. about having that support network. Of a few yeah. people, you know, trusted people. Yeah. Um, and the second link is um, Katrin, a podcast I had with Katrin. Yeah. Uh, and she said she she wished that she would now have or that, you know, her the movement would now have a little bit of that energy from back then, which was the startup mentality of just doing it, you know, just going for it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the this re i think really resonates also also beyond beyond yourself yeah totally i think also that the i don't know i just i mean valerie was also one of those people you know that i uh, really trusted and uh, i really trusted throughout the years and i just um i mean i didn't know her back then but um i don't know i just i had a i just felt very welcomed and um yeah i think that was mm. just a there was just a great atmosphere in the room and i think that a lot of the people later on during vote uh, within the three years that I was there um, or that I was active, currently I'm taking a break, but <laughs> during those three years, um, we always talked about the Volt generations and that generation of Volters um, that kind of joined at the same time, you know, people joined for different reasons. And I think a lot of us joined for the same reason and had a similar spirit and a similar why or like a similar cause that they were aiming for. And that kind of bonded us as well, you know, so mm. um, that was really, really great. And it kind of carried us through as well through those uh, through those that intense time. Yeah. 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 And and, and yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a powerful point about then then knowing each other's why. Right. Like talking yeah. about that. Um, 
and um and and i remember it's it's coming up in in in, the, in some of the very first conversations i had you know the why question yeah totally um, i remember that too recently yeah. in this apartment uh because we didn't have an office yet well first i, I annoyed you like i <laughs> not i didn't did you me. it's <laughs> impossible to annoy you but um i was uh i asked paul i think after the general assembly um, I have a lot of time on my hands. I uh, messaged him the next day. I got a, his number from someone I can't remember. Maybe I even asked him. And then I said, I have a lot of time. Uh, how can I support you guys? And then I um, met up with you and Paul in a co-working space. And that's what I think when I first really met you. Mm. And then we, um, I kind of showed up every day <laughs> while the <laughs> two of you were working and said, how can I, how can I help? What can I do? And um, yeah, and then I think throughout the winter, we just sat in these apartments and in these co-working spaces every day. And then in January, um, the question came up, how are we going to organize each uh, our team? Who's going to do what? And I kind of, I think I volunteered to to um, get more engaged and um, run the campaign with, with uh, Toby and you. And um, that's how I got into that position. And I think it was just a matter of two months or so. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's a bit of the same spirit that brought you to to run for, as a, as a candidate, right? Because it sounds very, I mean, if I remember the co working time, it was we were all just making it up as we as we went along. So it, yeah. it all had a very spontaneous energy as well. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, we had. I think we had no idea what we were doing. I, I felt like <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, but I felt so confident in it, you know. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> So it seems like the right thing. And I was always very persistent on my um, <coughs> decisions and the things that I proposed. And uh, yeah, I was so confident in it. In in the back of my mind, I was like, I actually have no idea if this is, it's just a gut feeling that I'm going with, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and so that, that was the start. Uh, you're running for, as a candidate, and then you're running or oh, just doing the, the campaign. Uh, management uh, role role together. Um, now that was quite a workload for you. Mm -hmm. I guess you were doing it full time. Yeah. Um, can you can you say something to the differences that you experience between, on the one hand, being the candidate, on the other hand, being campaign manager, um, yeah. and any yeah. thoughts on is this a is this a good idea, a bad idea? Um. I mean, I, I made a similar decision about a year and a half later um, of doing two things at the same time because I ran again for the Bundestag and then also um, was in the board. I think at the time, I just thought, where am I most needed? And when I first showed up to the General Assembly in, I think it was October or November, I was like, okay, well, they need candidates right now, so I'm going to run as a candidate. And then in January, they said, well, they need they need campaign managers, so why not do this? And then I um, started prioritizing, and I I think I have to be honest, I have to say that I I didn't really do as much um, because I I think I really prioritized um, campaigning, and I think I also had more yeah. fun campaigning as a as part of the campaign team, and yeah. not at the forefront as a face of it all. Yeah. And really driving the communication, right? So that was yeah. your big, big thing. That communication is is um, perhaps not everything, but it's it's a big chunk of a campaign. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was, I just noticed, um, you know, it's all these discussions that we're having on our internal platforms and all these beliefs that we have and all these convictions that we have, um, they're worth kind of nothing if no one knows about it. So mm. um, I just set it as my personal goal to really make this party as as big as I as as I could and the movement and the message as big as, as you could. And I think those discussions about why are we all here? You know, we had a lot of those, like, why, why are we doing this? What is the cause? What is the central message? And I think a lot of people get annoyed by these discussions because they know why they're there, but I think they're so important and it's not to be underestimated. The statutes that you write down and the reason why a vote exists, like these things matter. And I think it towards the end of, um, also my, uh, term as as part of the national board, which I did after the campaign, these discussions came up again over and over again. And looking back, a lot of my decision making was based on these discussions and really getting down to the core of why are we why are we doing this? Why what are we doing this for? Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like this this red thread, right? Like from. Uh, knowing why you are joining a party and joining politics, uh, sharing that with others, you know, and, and the connection that you have with others when you share this with each other. Mm -hmm. And then it goes until, you know, being able to communicate that because, you know, voters are interested in that or can connect to the why perhaps a bit, bit better than, yeah. than to, to the what uh, of the policies. Um, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And not to get lost in the what of the policies as well. Yeah, yeah, um, because it's a, like a big forest of policies to get <laughs> lost in. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's also the, the issue with with politics in general and why I was so drawn to vote at the beginning um, was, of course, the vision of a united Europe. I mean, that's, I think, the clear why. But also the idea that nothing is kind of... Um, nothing is really true. Nothing's really true other than within mathematics. You know, I have like strong ethical convictions, but when it comes to singular policies and what the right way is, I'm very, very undecided. And I remain to be, to be like that today because, you know, politics is always about, it's always about compromising and finding the best solutions. In my opinion, that's what it should be about. Yeah. And I felt that Volt tried to look at politics in a different way and tried to not make, yeah, not be, not fo follow one um, ideology and uh, be like, this is the right way, you know, the liberal way is the right way or the conservative mm -hmm. way is the right way, but really trying to go for, okay, this is our vision. These are our ethical convictions. But apart from that, we're trying to be, you know, pragmatic and progressive and, trying to go with with time and um, trying to adjust for that. And that really um, drew me to the party initially. And also, but also in, within the party and within the part of the board, it really influenced my decision-making because a lot of the decisions that I made at the beginning of the term, I um, completely changed my opinion about them towards the end of it. And I think, yeah, There, it's difficult to be consistent, <laughs> you know, mm. because and situations change and some things might be true, hold true for a certain situation, but not for the next, you know, and it's, um, for me, it was important to remain flexible. 
Yeah, I, I, I tot totally agree. Um, I tot tot totally agree. So you've got your principles. You 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 mm. you, you have your goals uh, or idea of how society should look like. Yeah. But how to get it and 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 context is, is so important. That yeah, I think yeah, just making one one of the principles absolute. I think yeah, yeah make makes you. Inflect not only inflexible but perhaps even counterproductive, right? In some some situations. Um, totally, yeah. But but what 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 helped? You know what helped you remain that way? I think I just trusted my gut feeling a lot, and I also really tried to open myself up to different opinions and remaining flexible. Because when when you're in a board with seven people, and we were really. Um, You know, the organization had completely changed at the European elections we got into. It was successful. We we'd elected Damien into the the um the parliament and we grew immensely. Um also because of our I think also our viral moment with Savanomad helped a lot. Um but yeah, the organization had completely changed and we immediately went into the next election and we had an organization with a lot of new people that were coming in. And And I, um, and I think a lot of us that had, you know, begin where they're from the begin to begin with, they, we fell back on those, on those strong convictions and those strong ethical convictions that we had or principles that we had concerning the party to, um, hold everyone together, you know, mm -hmm. and with everything else, we kind of remained flexible because we had to, you know, it was a matter of, uh, developing the organization, making it grow, making it stable. And also being ready for the next challenge that you know that was there and yeah mm. yeah um and i think yeah i just uh but also continuously talking to the people that we started off with and uh really trusting in everyone that uh, uh was around me and that was in part of our team and um really trusting my my fellow board members and in, in their decision making and that we were all there for the same cause And um, also trying to understand where they were coming from. If I had a different opinion, I think that kind of um, helped me remain confident in, in what I, if I had to try to convince them, you know, that kind of reinforced me into like um, giving arguments for why I was thinking a certain way. And at the same time, also really listening to what they were going for and trying to understand and getting better at my, my, um, my arguments as well yeah and then and then and that sounds sounds very easy but it's i think it's a very difficult thing to <laughs> to pull difficult. off right to to listen <laughs> to people who disagree with you yeah uh yeah. to have your principles but also look at evidence and context and so on uh, I'm, i'm curious because I, that part i missed at you know after mm -hmm. the elections i I, I went out. <laughs> I, I I focused on other things. So, but you stuck around, and the, the organization was becoming a bit more mature. It's still not an established party, mm. but um, it changed from being really startup to just scaling. Uh, any yeah. learnings that you know? Anything that you learned worked differently when you were a board member in this organization that became bigger and perhaps a bit more stable than than before. I think the biggest learning for me personally, and I think for a lot of us was, I don't know, I don't want to speak for the others, but, you know, it was a very intense time and we felt like a huge sense of responsibility for the organization. And we, a lot of people that, you know, after the summer of 2019, some people had already been there for three years and they said, okay, I need some time off. 
Um, and I'd only been there for not even a year. And um, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going because there needs to be some stability and we need to take these learnings from the elections into the next era of the movement. And there needs to be like a transfer of knowledge as well. And we felt, but we felt an intense, intense, intense um, amount of responsibility. And I think it can be unhealthy at times. And looking back, it you know that that initial drive that I was talking about can also, as as a young person that doesn't have a lot of other things to fall back on, you know, a family or twenty years of a career or you know, you take things too seriously sometimes, maybe. And I think you take yourself too seriously. Not that I thought that I that I knew everything. I hope I, I I didn't come across as that to anyone. But I just felt like if I if I didn't do my job and if I took a day off, um, the whole organization was going to collapse. And I think a lot of us fe felt that pressure, and um, it really wears you down. And I think looking back and also taking a break now for a year, or I mean, it's I think now it's exactly 12 months since um, my term has been over. Um, I kind of, I took the year also to breathe and to be like, oh my God, there's a world outside of this bubble. And so many people still don't know about this. And I was just, and I'm so grateful for being part of something really, really big, but it's also really good to remind yourself you're replaceable. I think Valerie actually said this in one of our first workshops um, she said, um, uh, she said it, it was a team building thing. I think it was one of those things that I also organized with you. It was in January. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. we were, yeah. And yeah. she said towards the end, um, it's really important that we're all here, but it's also really important that we remain replaceable. Otherwise, this thing is not going to work. If we think that we're bigger than anyone else within the group or within our team, you know, we're always just as good as our team. And it's really important to remain replaceable. And I, I mean, it's a really hard thing to hear because, you know, you're there to like do something pur purposeful and um, you have all these ideas about your life. And I, it was always important for me to do something purposeful. But um, to kind of hear that, you know, you have to you have to be just one of thousands. Um, but it's just the reality of things. And it's also it kind of takes the edge off and takes the pressure off. And I think that's what I learned the most. I was about to ask you for advice to yourself if you could start from the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. from 2017, um, advice that you would give yourself. But I'm not sure if this this was already it or if, or if there's something else. Um, I think that was it. I think that was that the was biggest it. advice. Yeah. yeah. And also just enjoy it, you know, really enjoy it. Don't these this 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 pressure of um and i mean we're just a tiny party right in relate in relation to everything else we're just um there are huge huge issues out there and we we felt the responsibility to solve all of them at once or sometimes it feels like that when you're in politics and it's yeah it's just a lot of pressure that you feel personally and i think it's just important to keep enjoying it and i think sometimes i was just a bit serious about things you know sometimes it's really important to take moments and just look at each other and be like this is great that we're here and this is great what we're doing and you know not overdo it with the celebrating but just really just and try to enjoy it as much as you can because it's a very rare time and especially when you're in a political startup or in any startup situation or in any situation in life things change all the time and you always you'll just have you know you'll always have firsts but the amount of firsts we had in that period of time was so intense and um yeah i think that i 
uh, I don't know. I think that yeah. I could have enjoyed certain moments more and yeah. not taking things so seriously. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 enjoyment in the sense of uh, what I what I what I uh, hear here is uh, um, being present, right? Like being in the moment and and and, and enjoying in that way. Uh, yeah, totally. Not necessarily with 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 a beer. Although yeah, that that can help as well. Yeah, yeah, but for being present in the moment, you also have to be present within. Um, Within, within other moments and I think that um you know what you know what I'm trying to say so I I um I tried to really keep my my friends close during that time and um yeah. tried to to have a social life um and I thought that I was actually quite good at it <laughs> that I was actually not as bad as some fellow other vultures that really just gave up everything to to yeah. um to the organization. And they were all consumed by it. Um, but looking back now on the past year and what's what my friends have told me, they said, you know, mm -hmm. you're so much more present, you're so much happier. Mm -hmm. And um, but I would never ex I would never trade it, you know, for, yeah. for anything that time because it was even though it was a lot of pressure and it was there was so much to do all the time, you know, um, it was so rewarding as well. It was so rewarding, and I didn't mind at all sitting in the office at until 11 o'clock, you know. Um yeah. Then yeah. Caro, thank thank you so much for being part of the podcast. It was really lovely talking to you <laughs> and looking looking back at those times. Thank you. Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked the episode. Please share it with someone who might find it valuable as well. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover or a guest I should talk to, let me know. You can find out more on my website. Head over to politicwise.org. Until the next time. Mm -hmm.